to the Artem and Mila podcast, episode number tres. Uh, we are talking about things that are interesting that we think other people like to think about also. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about more interesting things. Uh, it's fall season, leafage, apples edge, pumpkin picking edge. And all of that goodness, and it is upon us. Halloween coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Mila, how are you feeling about all of this? I'm feeling great about all of this. And the fall season has really started. Do you know how to figure out uh, that the fall season started? Uh, because the birds are migrating south. Oh, who cares about the birds? <laughs> Uh, like, do you really notice all the birds all the time? You're like, okay, so now I see the birds flying away from me, and it's fall season. No, you don't. You don't do that anymore. I don't see don't any move. bird. I don't see. Actually, that's not true. There are bird. I so where I live now, there's a there's a little ledge by my window, and I swear to God, I live in like on the sixth floor or something like that, and and a flock of pigeons. A gang. It's not a flock. It's a gang of pigeons. They're badass. They 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 don't screw around. They come and like hang out right outside my window. But like whenever I come up to the window, they're like, "Yo, we out!" and they just fly away. But if I'm away from my window, for like a, like three feet away, I can hear like all of this commotion. Like people are doing construction outside of the a building. That's what it sounds like. But as soon as they come up, they all like poof, they all fly away. And like, like they were never there, but I see them, I see them and I see all the crap literally that they leave behind. So yes, I have very hands-on bird experience in the fall. I needed to get that off my chest. All right, go ahead. Sorry. What, how do you, you, how do you know, how do you know that the fall? No, 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 wait a second. I'll I'll tell that in a second. How do you, uh, so are you saying that you would like uh, those pigeons or just pigeons in general to be an indicator that the fall has started? Do you want the pigeons to to get rid of the pigeons and make them fly away? I wish they would fly away. I wish they would go south somewhere and and hang out there instead i think they can barely fly and uh, i think that uh, most of the pigeons that live uh in big cities or just in cities like people are uh i think at some point uh with all of the evolution uh they will just stop flying like they barely fly now they just you know walk (laughs) and take shit (laughs) they don't fly anymore they're not they're just not gonna they're just gonna be like containers for food and crap (laughs) (laughs) correct kind of like we're kind of like where all life is going i feel but maybe that's a different conversation containers with food and shit yes well i I guess this is uh this looks like a typical day for an office worker ouch ouch wake up that's harsh that's hard (laughs) you wake up well that's reality you wake up you have a uh, you have breakfast. You have your morning coffee. Uh, actually, sounds a little bit like my life right now, even though I'm not an office uh, worker. Uh, I wake up. I have my uh, morning coffee. I have an hour of anxiety. I guess people go to the gym instead of that. <laughs> uh, or I mean, that's their choice. Like some people, like other girls, do yoga. I have my anxiety hour. Anxiety yep. exercising. That's your routine. Coffee followed by anxiety for an hour. Yeah, correct. Excellent. And if I worked uh, in an office, I'd probably uh, get my um, container with food, with that pedigree pal with me, and um, I would go to the office, and um, that's it. I would feel like shit, so this is where shit comes from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't think that's where it comes from. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I think it comes from somewhere else. But, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, how do you figure out, like, getting back to fall season? Uh, how do you know that it's fall season already? It's very simple. Uh, it is when Starbucks uh, adds to the menu specials a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, I miss it. I miss it so much. I could use, okay. I could use one I had, right now. I had a I had a big cup of coffee for you yesterday. I got mine, and I had another one for you. I drank it for you. I, I I wish I could get some benefit out of that, but it just it feels worse. Actually, it doesn't feel better. It feels worse. 
because it's like one more cup of coffee that I couldn't enjoy, but you did. Well, you had um, all of the snacks, so you enjoyed the snacks instead of me. That's true. That's true. I think we even. I think we even. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that. <laughs> I would. I would gladly trade snacks for a pumpkin spice latte. Why is Why is Starbucks not one of our gold sponsors? That we need to ask that question seriously. I, I guess we just have to repeat Starbucks another uh, hundred times and eventually just write them an email saying, okay, we actually advertising you to all of the billions of listeners. So why don't you just send us a check? True. Or, or a pumpkin spice latte. I'll take that. I'll take that as <laughs> payment for... Okay, you can take this, uh, the pumpkin spice latte. I'll take the check. And this is one way even. <laughs> that hardly sounds even, but okay. It depends on how, it depends on how badly you want your pumpkin spice latte. I want it pretty bad. So, so what have you been up to lately? Have you how you've been spending your time when you're not in anxiety? Um, no, just that I'm um I'm living a pretty boring life, trying to finish a book. So, um, or not finding an entrance to the United Nations building. So, tell <laughs> tell me what happened there. So you were. I I'm, I'm, I got a message from you and you were something, you're like, you're, I'm lost and I can't find my way into the United Nations. I've been circling the building for an hour. Like, is that what, like, what happened? Um, I Googled uh, the, the name. Well, <laughs> I Googled the name. It's called uh, the Secretariat of the United Nations of, or whatever. And um, I saw the, the official address was on 42nd Street. So I went to the 42nd Street on first avenue and uh there was no building there so it took me like an hour and a half to figure out where to go and how to get into the damn building because there were at least two of them at least and i think if i spent another hour on the first avenue i i think that would uh I think they would eventually um, call me like Camila. How how are how are you doing? Like, are you finding the right entrance you're looking for? Like, and the next thing that would probably ask me would be like, for how long have you been living in New York? Because this is like the second question that people ask all the time. Good, good story. I figure that as long as it's too hard to get in, I probably wouldn't. I, I, I probably shouldn't go in anymore. Any place you can't find on Google Maps is not worth going to. That's basically what it comes down to. I agree. Yeah. But in New York, yeah, New York is that one of those funny places where most people uh, seem to be from somewhere else. And most, a lot of people are newcomers or just visiting or whatever. So, yeah, it's like the first reaction to anyone is like, are you even from here? I think yeah, and I think like it bugs it bugs New Yorkers to to deal with people that don't know their way around the city or don't know how kind of how the city works. They're kind of always overwhelmed. But you've been around you've been around for a long time, so yeah, it's not like I got lost. I was just like that was just hilarious, and I it, I felt so stupid, and it it was just crazy. Like all right i so. couldn't but the the interesting the only interesting thing i noticed um near the united nations was a uh, like it, it was a beautiful picture by the way i i, I even took that picture like uh, the image of the whole um thing like the buildings and the blue sky and it wasn't sunny day uh, all of the flags of all of the countries uh, that are presented in the United Nations. Like I saw all of the flags and some people in suits uh, with uh, badges, uh, like the official delegators and everything. And a homeless person sitting in a park on a bench. Like that's that's a little bit surreal. That sounds That sounds like a metaphor for the state of the world. Yeah. Um, let me tell you about the gym situation. I'm spending some time in Ukraine and I decided to be a better man and, uh, work on my fitness 
Uh, so I went and I got a membership to a gym. So first of all, uh, entirely unexpectedly, I'm in the city of Odessa, which is a very, very nice city. It's a very historical city. But it's not, you know, it's not a new city. There's not that much new construction here. It's sort of far away from stuff. And what I... Well, it's definitely way too far away from Brighton Beach. It is far away from Brighton Beach, although Brighton Beach is loosely based on Odessa. And I think you re- you realize that more by being here. You kind of see the what are the parallels. And Yeah, uh, the... I think Brighton Beach and Odessa are like um, cousins. But anyway, go ahead. In, in some ways, I think Brighton Beach is more Odessa than Odessa these days. But that's <laughs> that's that's there's more of an Odessa in Brighton Beach. But that's a whole other story. So anyway, yeah. it's not you know a lot of things here are sort of like decrepit and kind of broken down. Some things are very nice, but most things are kind of you know oldish, uh, including roads and cars and you know wires and the streets and everything like that and so uh, i was surprised to discover that there's this brand new gym facility in the city which is it was built like a couple years ago and it's the biggest freaking gym i've ever seen in my life it's huge uh it's got a swimming it's it's got an olympic size swimming pool with a bar and a restaurant attached it's it has this hallway that stretches seems like forever that has a bazillion different yoga rooms and exercise rooms aerobic rooms it has an, a whole sparring gym with a whole boxing ring and gloves and everything and then it has a, an actual fitness uh, center where there's uh fitness equipment and dumbbells and uh the treadmills and all that so i actually signed up for this thing which uh, it costs something like the 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 membership i got which is a subset of like uh, of all the facilities you can uh, access because i don't need all the facilities it's it cost me maybe 30 about 35 40 dollars a month something like that which is very very cheap for a very high-end gym and interestingly something i've never had to do in my life this gym requires a medical examination before you can enter the facility so how do you get a medical examination in a gym? There is a doctor's office at the gym, which is very odd, by the way. It's like it's an unmarked door, so you you go into like you go into a small hallway with a guy at a reception. You put on shoe protectors, which are these plastic bags for your shoes. You walk over down the hall about maybe twenty feet. There's another reception, which kind of looks like a. a a nightclub reception it's really weird it has like these neon lights and the, the lights are kind of dim because it's it's the vip part of this gym it's it's so crazy she's waved me down the hall and said go down a hall straight to that unmarked door that's right next to all of these other unmarked doors and go into that cabinet i walk up to the door it's a locked door there's no signs, there's no doorbells, there's nothing. It's a it's a completely wooden block, no window, locked door. I open the door and literally 2 feet in front of me is a desk where sitting is this little tiny nurse lady dressed in whatever nurse people wear, white something rope. And I'm like, I'm here for the medical <laughs> from the gym. She's like, she was like, yeah, absolutely. This, you know, apparently that's it, right? Everybody knows what's going on, except poor little old me. Close the door behind me. I step in. She gives me a checkeroo, like checks that I don't have, I guess, any contagions on my skin anywhere. And that's it. I don't get a note. I don't get anything. She says, you're all done. Thank you. Get out of here. And so I, I walk my, my way out and I get back into the reception of the main gym area. And I say, well, I, I was just at the doctor and, and the, the reception girl is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Apparently, they, they all immediately know everything. It's, it's, it's all now like the world now knows. And yeah, and so I was able to get into this gym now. So interesting because there's zero, exactly zero facilities in, in the United States that do a medical checkup for you to get in the gym. I thought that was unusual and interesting and maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe even good. Get into the gym. 
in the middle of this gym floor, first of all, is a huge, huge video screen. It's probably 10 feet high by not 10, maybe 5 feet wide. And in front of the screen, like a few feet in front of the screen, is, is a stand with a full DJ booth on it. There's a DJ booth in the middle of the fitness uh, room. And so apparently, I was there during the afternoon, so there was no DJ. But apparently, every evening, uh, there is a DJ who DJs the fitness room. <laughs> not it's this. Why is a... not? Maybe maybe they even serve cocktails at night. You should go check out the gym at night. Like there's a DJ. Maybe they serve cocktails, and the girls are in a like in nice dresses. Maybe doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, yoga. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess I will have to go there in the evening just to see what the what the scene is like. But I thought, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I liked it. I thought it was really cool and unusual. Speaking about your medical exam, that just reminded me a joke about a mental facility. So in a mental facility, who gets the white robe first? That person is called a doctor. Huh. There's a, I actually really like that joke. That's like a whole also other topic we can talk about. What's really considered sane and what's considered crazy. It's very arbitrary. Let's uh, talk about that now. Or, or finish the gym story. I mean, that's, that's, that, was I a, mean, that was my whole gym story. That was my whole gym story. I mean, your gym story doesn't really impress me because I've seen those gyms. And I told you about that before, that I even had a membership to a gym like that. That was like a three-floor building, huge. And at some point, like the very first time, which was my last time, uh, when I went there, I got lost a little bit. Apparently, I just get lost with things. So I got lost with this UN thing. I, I got lost in my uh, uh, gym, and I never went back there again. Uh, because it was too stressful, I figured that I can do my anxiety hour at home <laughs> and not with people looking at me in uh, stretchy pants and big fake boobs. That just makes me even more anxious. So yeah, I never your gym story doesn't really impress me. But whatever, like you're not impressed, you're not impressed. Fine, 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 Mila. It's okay. So, you had a so. you had an uh, an experience. I was impressed, and that's what matters the most exactly so let's talk about crazy let's talk about crazy well yeah that sounds interesting it well i think uh this so one of my pet topics that i like to mess around with is the topic of culture and different cultures all over the world and also throughout history and once you get exposure to enough different cultures and enough different ideas, and also you learn a little bit about how things were in history versus how things are today, you start to realize how many things around you are really figments of someone's imagination that someone made up and then it became the norm because enough people started doing it. And then other the things that other something else to do, it becomes the, not the norm and then become shunned by society. And so then these ideas of like what's normal and what's considered standard are, they seem very solid. They seem very absolute. But in reality, they're very, very dynamic. They vary so, so much from time period to time period and from place to place in the world. Uh, if you look at, like if you look at just anywhere, you can really point at any one thing and realize how how different it was only maybe 50 or 100 years back or how different it is today in a completely you know in a different country there's so so much like in the gym there was a guy doing stretching no big deal people stretch that's fine however the way this particular gentleman was stretching was for me an american boy a very unusual kind of odd he was okay uh how do i describe it so he was standing up straight he would lift his leg up at at the knee like his knee was kind of lifted up to his waist level and then at that point you can imagine that the 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 bottom half of the leg is sort of hanging in the air right so kind of imagine you know just lifting your knee up and mm -hmm. and and the the shin part of your leg is just hanging in the air okay 
So then what he did, what he does with that is he points his toe down and then he starts making like a a circle motion with the toe, like twirling that part of his leg. So he's standing there twirling his leg, but like the knee is static, but the bottom of the leg is twirling. And so at first, just like the foot is twirling and then the whole bottom of the leg starts twirling. And he's doing that forever. Like he's doing that for like five minutes, standing there twirling his leg. It looks like something out of a ballet. I don't think that's something that you can call stretching. He was not a ballet dancer. <laughs> this it's, man. It's, it's barely stretching. I mean, when you put your knee uh, up to your, um, I don't know, waist or as as high as you can put it. And uh, that that's kind of stretching. But once you do something with your toes, when your um, leg is in the air, it's barely stretching. Stretching, like what do you stretch? Like what's the muscle that you're stretching? Toes. So for me, it was a little crazy, like a little weird. Not crazy, but a little weird. Like what are you doing, dude? Is what I was thinking. But I then I thought, wait a second, maybe in this part of the world, this is how people stretch. And then I thought, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how in different parts of the world, even something like stretching is completely different and like anybody caught doing that in america people would kind of look at you weird they'd be like dude what are you doing you're you're being crazy right now but in 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 this gym nobody was even like paying like i was i i was the only one that noticed like everyone else was just minding their own business so so i thought that was kind of funny so kind of on the topic of like what's what's crazy to somewhere is the norm somewhere else actually Speaking about um, attention and what people notice in in America and in Ukraine, uh, that's that's quite a different thing uh, in each country because in in here, like you you see everything, but you you don't do the eye contact thing because it's you know it's a, it's an uncomfortable thing to do and you're not supposed to do that unless you want to be that rude. Uh, but you know, notice things and then you share some oddities that you see uh, around, uh, like you share uh, those stories with your friends or with just some other people or acquaintances, <laughs> as I like to say. Acquaintances with benefits. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't really share a lot of stories with acquaintances when it's your acquaintance with benefits. No. Anyway, yeah, that's like, that's like a whole different uh, story. So anyway, uh, in here people do not uh, m- m- try to look like they they're not looking at you and like they're not noticing the the odd things that you're doing, but they talk about that later with their friends. And in Ukraine, if people notice something, they will stare. If they don't, like you can see that they're not even interested. At least that's what I know. Like for example, when uh, you remember the times when I. Uh, was that kind of crazy person who uh, wore Uggs in summer? Were and no longer you no longer are that crazy person. I'm I'm no longer that crazy person. I don't know if I believe that. Well, or let or let's just say I'm no longer that kind of person. Okay, <laughs> that kind of that kind a kind of person that wears Uggs <laughs> in the summer. I don't know. Yeah. What kind of person is so, that, Mila? What 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 kind of person is that? Uh, I don't know. Ugh, crazy person. I don't know. I um, I can be called crazy for different uh, reasons, and uh, right now, Ugh is not one of uh, the reasons why I can be called crazy. But other than that, I'm I'm still called crazy, in fair. a way. Fair. Yeah. It's all, <laughs> but like in a good way. Like uh, crazy. Uh, when I say crazy, uh, that's like a good word in my. Uh, in my dictionary, it's a good word. It's like a fun, exciting, um, interesting um, thing to do and the, the way you behave. Yeah, I think, well, just crazy in not, general. Not, like, right? not like, like you're being mentally retarded. That's not what I mean by crazy. I think I think there's a, so this is interesting, right? Like uh, there there's crazy in the medical sense, which is basically when uh people have a hard time managing their uh mental state 
so like for example they can't process you know what's going on around them like they hallucinate right or they're not clear about what they're hearing or seeing or they can't express themselves well like maybe they have um like a Tourette's or something right where they have tics and and uncontrollable uh unconsciously controllable uh, not consciously yeah, they're, controllable they're emotions, right let's just say there are all sorts of uh, mental diseases right so there's mental diseases that we that are also called crazy right so that's like so that's one kind of crazy where it's really a um an inability to control your mental state uh to to the to the extent that would make you uh the, as functional as you need to be in society well, which by the way none of us are like perfect in controlling our mental state like different people can do different parts of um mental things uh, at different right. well, uh, you, capacity you know right you know what doctors say, uh, there are no uh, completely healthy people, there are uh, just people who are not well diagnosed, right. or com- completely diagnosed. Right, yeah. But, but and, so- it's, and it's not just about um, men- uh, mental health, it's about health in general. Well, in this, in this case, let's just stick to mental health. And so, so it's like it's a matter of degrees, right? Like different people kind of have different things that they can, first of all, like understand better, right? It's like certain people are very, very good at like humanities literature and they can understand ideas um, and literary things much, much better than some other people. Right. And others cannot use toilet on their own. So there's different levels of uh, being crazy, yeah. like mentally crazy. So, so as far as like understanding stuff. So it's not even mentally crazy. It's it's like, so like in, in terms of normal people, right? Like say we we take a, uh, a group of normal people. Within those normal people, you're going to have like a lot of variance in, in different abilities. First of all, from a, like an input standpoint, from like an understanding standpoint. Like people get music well or, or whatever. And then from from a physical standpoint, like, you know, like I can't draw a line for my life. Like uh, I'm not good at a lot of uh, hand-eye coordination sports. Like that's just not my thing. But like I'm better at things that are jiu-jitsu or wrestling or something like that. Like that's more my thing. But then there's other people who are better at basketball or whatever, right? So th- you don't call me crazy because I can't sink a three-point shot, right? Like I'm that's not crazy and you don't call someone crazy because they can't make they can't differentiate between two musical melodies very clearly but then there's a level of crazy that people start to say like oh like they, this person is crazy right like and usually it it's when people are doing things uh, or saying things or responding in ways or behaving in ways that you don't anticipate that you don't expect if somebody does something unexpected, that's almost naturally the thought is that's not normal, right? So, so basically, uh, when someone is called crazy, it means that that person is doing something that is not socially accepted as a norm, like that the, something that uh, that's a little bit out of that stereotype or like n- the normal way to live and do things. Well, like, that, you got it, like, like, like saying a word, like saying some word, uh, in a, in a different way and not as that word is spelled in a, in a, uh, vocabulary, in a dictionary. Sure. Yeah. So that's like, a, people have a, like a weird way of saying things and you, you automatically label them as weird because they say things differently. Yeah. Because than... you're behaving, you're saying the word and like you're behaving, um, not according to the book, to the book of laws. Right, like the quote-unquote book of laws, but that's that's the thing, right? Because some people are really, really are crazy in the sense that they can't control what they say or do, or they don't understand some things, or they understand some things inaccurately or in, incompletely, and so that's like really crazy. But then there's crazy where people have uh, sort of an intentionally different interpretation of ideas or behaviors. Um, which is not like they're doing exactly like they understand everything very well. They're doing exactly what they intend to do. Like this, you know, they intend to function the way they function, but because it's not what you expect, then it, then we also call that crazy. So like that word crazy is not a great word because it's, it's uh, overextended to include things that are clinical 
as well as things that are weird. But yeah, in there reality, should be another word. Well, I think I, I mean, yeah, I think like we have words, but we don't use them that way, right? Like we use like so we use crazy because that's kind of the most the most common word. But there's like clinically incapacitated people um, or clinically differently abled people or disabled people. And then there is uh, we, uh, quote unquote weird people. And weird, again, is like this derogatory term, but really it's just something refers to that someone has a, a more of a unique interpretation and a unique pattern of behavior. It's it's nothing bad, right? Like it like look at, you know, the fringes of society, right? Like where people, you know, like do like crazy tattoos or crazy piercings or they I don't know, they like weird music, whatever, hard like death metal or whatever. I don't know. Were, were you about to to make an example of that weird music? <laughs> no. It sounded like you it sounded <laughs> like you wanted to make a sound of the weird music and you just stopped yourself. Is Go that, ahead. Is, do that. Express is, yourself. Is that what it sounded like, Mila? Because that's not, <laughs> a little bit. Like well, it was something it was just some noise and then you like stopped yourself. <laughs> like seriously, do that. You should yeah, express yeah. you should be able to express yourself. I won't call you crazy, I promise. The thing is my, my music is ten is not that weird, uh for better or worse. Because I just I my my music is weird in that I like a lot of different kinds of music. And that's that's kinda weird because the normal quote unquote thing is to have a strong preference or one kind of music or another. Uh, or at least that's how I grew up. That was considered normal. I don't know. Maybe today things have changed. But I always enjoyed all different kinds. Like I can have a mix where I'm listening to hip hop and then like a pop and then country and then a Russian song and then whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's all in like one progression. So that's kind of weird. That no, I've... it's not. No, it's not. This is absolutely normal. I don't think like, so. This is I think abs- I don't. I don't. I think most people are not like that, which is the definition of what weird is. If you're not like most people in some some respect. So okay, it's either one of the following. It's uh, either uh, listening to different types of music is okay, or we're just both crazy and weird. Which one? No, I I don't think because um... because I'm just like you. Like I I listen to all kinds of music. It depends on my mood, except I'm not that big a fan of jazz. You know that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, what was it you said? You made an analogy of like, it's like jazz and like sex. It's like, I just don't get it. Like, what was your thing? Yeah, actually, the, I I can read that to you. There's like a two-sentence uh, explanation about jazz. Yeah, take your time, find it, read it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna skip. I found the paragraph, but I'm gonna skip the part uh, of um, of the guy. <laughs> so the the sense of um, the sense of rhythm uh, in man is developed since childhood. The main thing is not to interfere. Uh, and and then I was talking about a guy who was uh, like his moves were just raw and unrhythmical. Like he had a rhythm, or like he was a jazz player. Jazz is a kind of music impossible to sing along to. You can only listen to it. No jazz band will ever be able to rock it at Madison Square Garden. The reason is very simple. Music and sex are irreplace- uh, in- inseparable. There is so much sex in all kinds of music. However, not a single love story or last adventure involve jazz. I don't like jazz. I simply don't understand it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So it's like, uh, like it's it's seriously it's a, it's a kind of music that you you can't really sing along to. Like when you when you take a shower, or you, you can't really sing any song. Uh, like I'm I'm sure there's there's a lot of great songs in in jazz, uh, and sometimes I can listen to that, but I just can't follow them. Like every time I take a shower, not that I sing in in the shower all the time, but uh, when I feel like it, I don't go like poo 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 poo. Like I don't I can I I can't even do that. Like I can't. Nice, nice song, Mila. <laughs> okay, say that again, please. How did it go? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, that's jazz. That's jazz in your repertoire. 
that's how I that's how I uh, hear it. Well, you know what it is. I mean, that makes sense because I think music is all. Of, it, I think the reason we respond to music is because uh, we have an instinct to respond to certain variances in in sound and. It's it's really fascinating that we have any kind of response to music. It's fascinating that there are melodies that uh, sound good to us naturally, and then there's melodies that sound like they're crazy and they don't make any sense to us. Just the fact that that exists in the world is amazing. It's incredible. It's something that, uh, for example, Nietzsche thought was... Uh, one of the meanings of life. He thought that music was the answer to what it means to be human because there's no explanation and there cannot be an explanation logic-wise for why we respond to certain melodies and not to others. I mean, an explanation exists, of course, in terms of our biology and in terms of the instincts that are wired into our brain. And so that carried through to modern times, but it's, it's completely fascinating that we can recognize melodies. And what I was, what I wanted to say was that, you know, we have instinct where we can recognize happy melodies. We can recognize sad melodies and we, we never need to learn about this, right? We, we can just do this naturally from birth. Just like we, like, uh, for example, uh, blind babies who are blind their whole life, they smile when they're happy. They don't. They, we never have to learn to smile. Smiling is something that's absolutely given to us genetically, and uh, and th- same with happy music, same with sad music. And so, what I wanted to say about jazz is every music is sort of a reflection, or or every music that's put out there by talented musicians, I guess I should say, is uh, reflects something of a human nature. And and jazz is probably more of that. It's not a particular emotion like you know, seduction or sensuality or sadness or happiness. It's probably more of the the interplay of our thoughts, the interplay of events. It's like it's like a flow of your thoughts and uh because the way you're thinking, like you're always thinking about something and uh what happens is like uh, when you're being conscious about your thoughts, you just it's like you you catching a thought in your head and it's like a running line like when you when you're watching the news and there's like breaking news and there's a line uh in the, at the bottom of the screen so this is the way i i think that we have thoughts like it, it just it just keeps running like this is jazz to me like th- this is like a flow of thoughts and uh sometimes you just get, get to some some idea that you you catch but most of the time you you're not even there you're not even listening so that's why that's why if I want to listen to some music, like if I want some noise that will not distract me, I usually turn on jazz. That, that's perfect. Like, yeah, that makes that yeah. makes so much sense. And it's not even just thoughts. It's like we, you know, jazz, like different instruments, they kind of compete with each other a little bit. And then sometimes they synchronize and then sometimes they go into their own little themes. And it's the same thing in our minds, right? Like we have a thought, like thinking about one thing, but then we're at the same time looking at something else and then and then suddenly we kind of harmonize about everything and we're like wait you know we kind of come into focus and we 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 are we're concentrate and then we let go again and when we let go like different parts of us throw up different ideas a lot of them we're not even aware of perfect example is when we're driving right like we can be driving going where we need to go we're thinking about a hundred different things and driving at the same time obviously you know we know what's going on on the road we're responding we're paying attention some part of us is processing all of that and yet another part of us is thinking doobie-doobie-doo like what am i going to eat for dinner that's that's right that's jazz right there and then at some point we're really in focus and we are in tune with all of our parts of our thinking. And that's one well, that the gen- doobie definitely sounded like jazz to me. <laughs> yeah. It's a very musical uh, evening tonight, Mila. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking about music, like every, uh, every kind of music, every genre of music has its own, some sort of an association. Like when you think of rock and roll, the very first thing that comes to mind is sex, right? Because it's that kind of vibe. You, you just get, just get really hot, hot and um, sweaty and horny, and all you want to do is just have sex with the uh, guitar player. What kind of sex are you having? That's not at all what I'm thinking. 
when I hear well, rock that, and roll. What you are don't you want to have sex with a, with a guitar player? What are you talking about? Is this serious right now? Roll. Are you being serious? Yeah. Really? I yeah, can't tell. I, I said, like, you might be sarcastic right now. No? <laughs> yeah, and the world will never know whether I'm being sarcastic or not. No, seriously, rock and roll is all about uh, sex. When you think about country <laughs> music, it's like it's like eating a it's like eating a corn. What are you? What? This you? This, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's rock so... and roll is se- no, really. Rock and roll is sex for you. That explains a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe it will explain a lot to me as well. What do you mean? Well, I don't know, because when I think sex, I think more like enigma, that kind of stuff. Very sensual, like very deep, melodic, sort of ambient kind of sound. More more chill beat. Not rock and roll. That to me is, is that, not sexy is at that- all. Is that possible that we just like different uh, sex rhythms? I I guess so. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about like uh, that. I want to have sex when I hear um, a rock and roll song. No, that's not what I mean. I mean the whole idea of rock and roll. You know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Well, that then kind of thing. there's sex. Then there's yes, drugs. But, and then there's but that, rock and roll. <laughs> Those are three different things. <laughs> I know, I know, but uh, when I hear uh, rock song, I I think about I don't I know, know having sex. <laughs> no, it's just most of them are just sex. So like they pretty no. Now it's gonna be just the dirty talk. So what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if if that's the case, we're gonna have to charge uh, all of the billions of listeners per minute. Uh, it's just me and you, Mila. There are no <laughs> listeners. Forget, forget about everybody. Let's. Uh, this is just a private conversation. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, so really. Like so. So like country... rock and roll is sexual for you. That's so interesting. Yes. Yes. Very. So you you hear rock and roll. You it's think just sex. about. It's just about the vibe. It's it's about the that beat that, that is. I don't know. It just does something to me. Like I love it. That's my favorite kind of music. That's so crazy. Wow, I so we're learning things. We're learning things about Mila. I first I didn't know that you that rock and roll is your favorite kind of music. That's new. And two, I had no idea. And you call yourself my friend? <laughs> I guess not. I, we're learning. I don't love you, and I'm not your friend. Um, what's it? <laughs> Why am I even talking to you? I don't know. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> That's so crazy to me that rock and roll is like a sexual thing. So like Metallica to you is like sexual. No, not like that. I mean, it depends on uh, type of rock, not like hard rock. It de- it depends. So, give me an example of a song that that's a rock song that you think is a sexual song. Okay, I'll give you an example. So, there's this um, band that I mentioned earlier today to you, uh, but I mentioned another song, and there's an, a different song that they uh, have. Uh, so, this band is called uh, Poets of the. And the song Gravity, I love it. Here at the station, standing in the rain. It is so sexy. I don't know who you are anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can continue my thought. Go ahead, go ahead. With like different uh, types of uh, music. So country music to me, it's like I'm made in a corn. Just, you know, sweet... um, Kind of annoying because it sticks in between teeth a little bit like once you finished with corn. Um, it, I don't know. It's like the, fir- the very first thing that comes to my mind uh, when I'm thinking about country music, even though I'm not a big fan, but I can listen to it sometimes. That's if someone so sa- tells me that it's <laughs> that it's country music, I'll agree because I truly have n- n- like I don't really have an exact idea what country music is. That's so uh, funny. To me, country music is is actually very romantic. It's not sexual, but it is very romantic. It's like a very like boy meets girl kind of 
like hold hands and kiss kind of music. Like a notebook movie kind of music? Mm, yeah, but with more like dirtier. Like not dirtier like in in a in a metaphorical way, but like literally dirtier, like like dust dust on your shoes and dirt on your you know, on your t-shirt kind of, you know, like very it's sort of like very um you know, down and dirty romance kind of music. I get it. I get it. That's interesting. Uh, let's That's see. What's a... so? What's so is that the is that the sexiest kind of music for you? Country music? I don't think country music is sexy. I think it's uh, it's it's what lovey. Be, what would be, be sexy for you? Like, uh, what would be the sexiest music for you? Like in my case, it's uh, rock. Yeah, I mean, definitely not rock. So either depending on the mood. It would be either uh, hip hop or uh, something like trance and like melodic trance, like Enigma or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if if speaking about um, speaking about hip hop, um, it's um, it's like a party time a little bit. I don't know. Maybe maybe because I have that image of uh, all the uh, uh, hip hop um, people uh, in the music videos, like when they basically partying and uh, driving uh, fancy cars, and the the uh, the video is full of chicks. So maybe maybe that's, that's why I have that's what sex that is. image. Um, to them, but to me, it's like a, it's like a one time uh, one time party time. That rhymed because I said time way too many times. <laughs> um, it it it's like when you feel bored and you want to have some fun and you just go uh, go out and you dance with your hips and everything and have a couple of cocktails and then you you're done and you go back to the office the morning after. <laughs> I don't know. No, to me, like I mean, uh, it depends on the kind of sex. Like if it's more like sensual and like you know, sort of sexy uh it's probably more of that uh trance enigma type vibe and then if it's just fun and crazy then it's hip-hop like hip-hop or enigma it's so you're still blowing my mind with the fact that rock and roll for you is sexy that's so crazy that just shows you like how different people think right like to me i would never consider that sexy that to me is not sexy at all but i guess to you that's Maybe you wouldn't it be funny if like you could pick partners by what kind of music they considered sexy. I think it would be just another problem of what kind of uh, partner you want to find because you know a lot of people just have that list of what kind of person they want to see next to them. So adding that as a as a criteria, like um, <laughs> you know, this is pretty funny. Like a lot of girls, unfortunately, do this crazy uh, thing, like uh, trying to find a partner, a perfect partner that would uh, fit them uh, according to the horoscope sign. Like you know, you're Cancer. Okay, please uh, go away, <laughs> move forward. I'm not interested in uh, going on a date with you because we do not um, click according to some stars of the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Yeah, but horoscopes are like fairy tales, right? That's really bullshit. But for me, well, people right? believe in them. Oh yeah, no, of course, absolutely. Sadly, most people do. It's crazy because it's it's an easy story to buy into. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't really call horoscopes completely in, in insane uh, thing and fairy tales. Like if you really think about it, uh, the main description of every sign kind of makes sense. What it's it, like a, what does it mean that that if you're born from one date to another date that that says something about you that's crazy that that's just insane I know it's crazy but at some point it is true it's like a it's like a, a, the main description of of every sign determines uh, the set of the qualities that you probably have it doesn't really matter uh, it doesn't it doesn't really mean that um, the same two different people of the same horoscope sign will be completely the same like they might share the same kind of qualities why uh, like, what uh, what why would that happen I, why would I, I really, why would that possibly I, I happen? really don't know I really don't know how it works but 
what I did uh, was like I thought about a couple of friends uh, of mine, like uh, people who I know, and uh, I know where when their birthdays are, and I just read the the description of the horoscope sign, and it kind of matches. And I also read about it myself, and it kind of matches. It, it's like when you buy in a car. And uh, you get the the main package of what's in that car, but uh, you can totally upgrade every single thing in your car. So that's what makes you a real person, uh, which which is different from any other person. But that the main package is, is uh, how how like do you not see how crazy that is? So you're telling me that and uh, so let's take a date like April twelfth. Okay, whatever sign mm-hmm. that is, Taurus or right, right, like whatever. So you're telling me the Eskimo baby, the African baby, the Japanese baby, uh, all of those babies born on April 12th have the same basic personality. That's what you're telling me. Uh, in a way, it kind of makes a little bit of sense uh, when you read the the description of of the sign. I'm not talking about those. Uh, horoscope predictions like what your next week is going to look like in I, your love life or in your business life no it's, i'm not talking about like that's bullshit uh, something they did in an experiment they had uh they had a class of students in high school and they gave them a personality test right like 30 personality questions uh they collected those answers they crunched the numbers they came back the next day and they gave everyone they gave uh, everyone a um, what their answers mean. So far, so good. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm totally right. following you. And then they asked the class. Okay, class. So, how many of you find that this description fits you well? You know, did we do a good job of analyzing your answers? And so, ninety percent of the class. Or, or in the 90s, like almost everyone, right? 90, over 90, over 90% of the class raised their hand and they said, yeah, that's true. Like what I read in this page describes me pretty, pretty well. And then guess what? They said, why don't you switch the papers with your neighbor and see what theirs says? And it turns out everybody got the exact same description. <laughs> that's an interesting story. So what that goes to show you is how it's it's completely dynamic what you think of yourself and you can find yourself if if you kind of phrase things generally enough you can find something true about yourself in those things even the, even if the things are completely opposite you're one thing is going to say you're you're a little bit shy in certain situations and you're going to say mm-hmm, that's kind of true that's true and then the other thing is going to say, well, you're very assertive, and when you want something, you go for it. And you're going to go, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, yeah, I kind of do that. right? Even though those are completely opposite things. We exhibit different traits in different situations at different times in their lives. So the first of all, our personalities are very dynamic, and there are very, very few people out there who have such extreme and stable personalities throughout their life that they're like very – one way and not the other way like someone who's always introverted and never extroverted that's pretty rare like most people are somewhere in the middle or somewhere in between or very you know sometimes they're a little bit more extroverted sometimes they're more introverted uh sometimes they're a little bit more daydreamy and sometimes they're a little bit more productive some of us are on one end of the spectrum and not the other usually but those people are few most people are not like that but it's impossible it's it's physically impossible reality physics everything we know about nature and the world says that it's entirely impossible for your personality traits to be encoded in this way depending on which date you're born i'm sorry what was that (laughs) (laughs) okay now horoscope talk with you that's that's one of my horoscope is one of my red flags like, yeah. I can hear that. <laughs> yeah. So horoscopes and what music you think is sexy. Those are my two qualifiers. <laughs> and, and it's serious because I feel like if you can believe in horoscopes, you can pretty much believe in anything. Um. Again, I don't believe in that. I said I believe what I said is I noticed something that's uh, the same in the description. Like the description kind of makes sense, uh, but. Not always, but it kind of makes sense. 
again, not everyday horoscope, not uh, like those predictions, like oh, what kind of sign will match the best with uh, uh, what sign. Not that kind of bullshit. Just the main description of people born in a certain uh, time of the year. I, uh, Other than that, I don't really believe in like I'm. I'm not. I'm not choosing uh, who I'm gonna go on a date with according to the his birth date. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be careful about making decisions based on horoscopes. Uh, this special hold, romantic hold, hold, mood. Hold, hold. Do you hear that outside your window? Oh yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Was it really loud? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm telling you, your microphone is amazing. Like it's picking up uh, New Jersey. And <laughs> it's a, it's an amazing microphone. I'm glad I said yes to it. Unfortunately, I didn't realize you live in New York City. Um, yes, God, please. <laughs> I, for, I, I forgot you're in New York. <laughs> so yeah, I, w- I was saying that uh, it's sorry, all sorry, 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 sorry. It's like if if there should be like a, a caveat. Like if you're in New York City, you should get the shittiest possible microphone <laughs> because <laughs> because otherwise you're gonna be picking up New Jersey. <laughs> like, and somebody right. swearing and beeping and hollering and trucks and all that shit. Like that's that's New York City. No good microphones, only bad ones. Sorry. Yeah, all sorry. kinds of background sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Before it was fine. <laughs> you know, I didn't like. I don't even notice those kind of sounds. Like b- before you even mentioned about that sound, I was like, "What? Why, why do I have to stop?" There oh, it's it back is. again. There it is. Well, yeah. n- well, now I can hear it. Because yeah. you're a New Yorker, so you'd automatically tune out this bullshit. I know. When I was in New York, I also, like, I lived in a very loud street for a long time. Like, uh, you know, 35th Street? 35th Street is where the traffic from Queens comes into Manhattan through the uh, through the tunnel, the, the mm-hmm. Midtown Tunnel on the east side. Yeah, so 35th Street is where the traffic exits. And so all of the traffic out of Queens in the morning was under my uh, 12th floor window which you would think oh 12 floors right like what the hell do you hear everything except that after a while i completely ignored it i could i couldn't even hate i couldn't even hear it because in new york you you learn to back to white noise everything uh it just blends into bullshit yeah what do you think would be the uh the after sex kind of music <laughs> the after sex <laughs> Um, (laughs) no not at all i think actually interesting i think different people take after sex differently it's because you're no longer using that um forum when you can talk to other guys like guys i just had sex what do you think like should i go grab a snack you're not using that forum that's like that's like in your mind there's a forum like that so in your mind there's a forum where where guys notify each other once they're done with sex it's like that's... no i was actually referring to excuse all excuse, excuse me honey i have to uh, update the forum dear forum <laughs> No, I was I was referring to the fact that uh, a lot of girls uh, have these like you know questions and uh, answers, so they go to those kind of websites and share information. I don't think guys do that. I think guys do that. They no, don't. The, no, the, I, you know what guys do do? Um, they share information on how to pick up girls. So there's like pickup forums that exists. I, there's also forums and just dating, but I I don't think guys really go to dating forums. It's that's that's girl territory. Like guy forums are only focused on like everything leading up to dating. Uh, once once the guy is dating, he has nothing to say to anyone anymore. <laughs> it's, it's like once once you're dating, you're done talking. <laughs> like you're done. <laughs> you're like yeah, but until you get to dating, you're very concerned with beginning that process as a guy so the before that happens you're regular on quora and after you uh find that poor girl <laughs> you're out of quora or any other website sure sure and on that note we're gonna wrap this up enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes like and subscribe if you enjoyed this musical episode find us on twitter at the am talk as always tell your friends Tell your relatives, don't tell your mama. Till next time.